Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Lainey and welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha. Answers. Hi. That's what it's called. (laughs) How's it going? Good. Good. You want to talk about Olympics? Well, I have not been shy about my Olympic fever and I sat here last time sharing my Olympic fever with you and you rolled your eyes and you were like, let me just shit on your Olympic fever. I did. And I just want you to tell everybody uh, how you feel about the Olympics now. Well, (laughs) I still am scared for everybody uh, when it comes to Zika. But I'm totally, totally, totally obsessed with it. And we did share a lot of um, hand-sweating texts last night over the 100 meter. Um, I just have so much love for Canadian – like, I just have so much Canadian pride, which is great. And how about the fact that the Canadian women won all the medals up until Andre de Grasse won his medal um, on Sunday in the 100 meter? Like. Women, all the women. Yeah, and that's what's been so interesting and awesome to see is all the stories. It seems like all the media are picking up on that um, and really celebrating the fact that this is like the yes. Women's Olympics. <laughs> and P.S., Penny Alexiak is our neighbor. I know. We will have to, if she comes into town, we will have to. <laughs> Ish. Yes. It's like the same, same area. Area-ish. Yeah, as the same area as Andre as well. Uh, whatever. It's Toronto. We're, <laughs> whatever. We're going to claim her as our neighbor even though it isn't, but yeah, she is. Although I'll, I'll say... I went to summer school when I was 16 at her high school. So in many ways, Penny and I You birthed are... her? <laughs> you always love to take claim of shit. When I was so... When I was 16, which was a long fucking time ago. Yes. Um, all right, shall we? Let's. Okay, our first question is, uh, my ex and I were basically engaged. Not officially, but we lived together. We're planning our wedding. His sister called me sister-in-law. Her kids called me auntie, etc. This was straight out of college. I was 21, he was 26, he went to college late. We had problems, which mostly revolved around the fact that I was struggling with major depression. I almost committed committed myself, and he had a lot of unresolved childhood issues. Our relationship was in shambles when I found a bunch of emails he wrote to another woman. They were totally, truly cruel. I don't know how to explain how just... completely personal and ruthless these emails were. He told her that when he and I had sex, he thought of her, that I had gained weight, that he dreamt of running away with her as his wife. He went into detail about personal issues I had explicitly asked him to not discuss with friends. It was a total betrayal and in my eyes, cheating. These emails were not only emotional cheating, but sexual in nature. Long story short, it has been many years. I moved on. He would contact me every so often, and I would shut that shit down. Sometimes it was emails about how I never took responsibility for my contribution to our problems or that I was a bitch. The last one was just a, I saw this and thought of you email, to which I responded with Demi Lovato's, I really don't care. I'm recently engaged now and love my future husband immensely, and I'm so excited. I found out through social media that my ex, not quite fiance, is also engaged. I don't want him back. I love my life, 
but I have to be completely honest. I hate that my ex is happy. I wish he were still miserable. I wish he were single. I'm bummed that he has love and is engaged. I don't subscribe to the idea that forgiveness is necessary. I don't want to forgive him, nor do I feel that I should, that it would make my own life better. But how do I stop caring? I don't care about his life except that apparently something is going well. Also, I'm super petty, and I think it's ridiculous that this 32-year-old man is engaged to a, like, 21-year-old. I hate that he's happy, and even years later, I don't think he deserves it. He's the villain of my story, but he might not be a villain, blah, blah. But do you have any tips? I don't care about forgiveness, but maybe not being so petty would help. Thanks, H. Um, well, there's the master of petty <laughs> we figured out last week is... Me. You. So I, Lainey and Petty should be the same thing in going forward. <laughs> you can just call me Petty. Totally. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think for me, there are a couple of things that she can do. First is um, take some time and figure out the triggers that make her feel bad when she thinks about this guy and this relationship. So that is more of a deep dive into your insecurities, um, how that reflects into maybe the relationship that you're in right now. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I would say that the number one thing you need to do right away, no surprise, is fucking get off social media. The only way you're going to cut him off in your mind is so that you don't fucking know what's going on in his life. Um, and I think we saw, that's like a perfect example of, um, you know, what's in the news right now, which is Justin Bieber and Selena. They're always fucking scratching back at each other. Um, you know, he just posted something with his new girlfriend, Sophia, what's her fuck? Sophia Richie. Yeah. And um, Selena fucking claps back at him. He claps back at her. It's like, if they didn't fucking follow each other, they wouldn't be so fucking irritated with each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, so take a fucking note from JB and Selena and don't follow each other. Or I understand what you mean because don't follow somebody or don't go on social media because, you You'll know, be tempted. Or if you are going to be on social media, I almost think it's more satisfying to not just stand by silently, but actually scratch back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? But you can't be in the middle, right? As you said, either get off social media so that you can't see any of this shit and you don't know and it can't come up on your timeline and you're suddenly like, oh, here's the 21-year-old fiance. Or if you're going to stay on social media and that shit's going to eat you up, get some satisfaction out of it. Like, you know, like do hey, what? nice 21-year-old girlfriend, hope you don't send another woman emails while no, you're still engaged no, to her. No, that would be awesome. No. Again, you know, good is... luck. No, that's <laughs> no, not going to help her I'm cause. not saying this is what she should do. I'm okay. saying that that is the other extreme. One extreme is get off social media. The other extreme is to stay on social okay. media and fucking scratch as much as you want on that fucking wall or whatever you, you call like it. a despo loser who can't get over something. That's just not being petty. That's just being like, get a fucking grip. Sure, I agree. In that case, okay. I'm still, I'm so petty, but I'm also proud. Okay. I never want to look like a despo loser. No. So I agree with that. I'm just saying you can't take the middle ground. Get off social media, or if you're going to fucking stay on social media, at least make it satisfying. Because, you know, here's the thing. What I do agree with H on here is that forgiveness is not necessary in every single situation. You can stay mad at somebody for as long as you want to. Um, that's my, you know, psychologist and medical practitioners who are way smarter and have a proper <laughs> education in this field probably yeah. wouldn't agree with it. My personal philosophy is that you don't need to go around giving people forgiveness. So 
I feel like she has every right to stay mad in her mind at this person and hate his ass. Great. But I think we're dealing... uh, See, when you say stuff like that, I feel like you would be able to deal with anger and being mad at someone and, and still be able to carry on with your life. For our reader, that's clearly not anything she can do. She's still harboring so much resentment and disdain for this guy that... She doesn't know what to do. You know, she's about to get married and she's still fucking angry with this guy. It's obviously not working for her. I don't know that she's angry with him. As she says, she doesn't care. It's about fairness in life. You, it's, if, you care, if you don't care, then you don't, write, um, you don't write to people like us and ask for advice because well, it's obviously con- complicating your life right now. Dude, I, I feel like to me, it's, it's when you hate somebody you just and they've wronged you, you don't want them ever to be happy. Like I are, there are people who I hate and I have dated and I'm like, <laughs> you're glad to see them suffer. Oh my God. Like <laughs> yes. uh, any chance I get on national television, I will drag their ass. Yes. Uh, remember that time that you broke up with me via your mother? Remember <laughs> the time you sent your mother to break up with me? Yeah. We're going to talk about that on a live television audience. And some people might be like, oh my God, Lainey is still not over it. And you can say that about me. I don't give a shit. But but you don't get to break up with me via your mother and not let me remember it forever. I may even write a book about it. Hey, this is dedicated to the guy who broke up with me via his mother. Right. Dick. Okay. Um, Anyway. Wow. It's so restorative. My anger is so restorative. This is so freeing for you. H, I feel like, you know... It's two things. As Sasha says, this may not be good for you, this anger, because the way that you've processed it up to this point is it's affecting you in different ways. I personally have been able to find anger to be a restorative element. Like anytime I get fucking pissed off and I'm able to vent and like, you know, be petty and vengeful, seriously, I feel like a million times better afterwards. Like it's right now I feel a little bit drunk and I haven't had anything to drink. Like that same feeling of being like having that first sip of champagne or vodka soda or any one of my favorite drinks you get is high coursing. Off your own anger. Yes. yes, and I wonder whether or not it's for you. There are two things. It's one, yes, of course. Like Sasha, what Sasha says, which is try. You have to move beyond this. It's not good for you. Or is there some way you can come around to the fact that anger can be rejuvenating for you? Just talking about it, just venting about it. Um, I don't know. It's two different ways of processing. I find it very, very satisfying. I just don't think that it's ever a good idea to bring in feelings of your ex whilst in a relationship. You know, she's getting ready to embark on this like wonderful new lifestyle and marriage with this guy. I don't know if it's the best thing to have um, the mind frame of anger and resentment and spite for your ex. So for me, it's like the very, at the very bare minimum, which is what I, what we were talking about is at least unfollow the dude. Unfollow him. Do not look at his shit. Do not look at his uh, new girlfriend and just really keep yourself um, at bay. Like do not fucking go there. And then I bet you out of sight, out of mind, you're going to feel so much better. You'll be able to concentrate about the things that do matter as opposed to like this bullshit guy who, by the way, prob- if, if he was doing the shit that he was doing with you, he doesn't sound like a stellar dude. Like, I doubt he's like just ha- living the happiest life ever. Um, oh, what? What do you want to say about No, that? I'm listening. Yeah. I'm picturing it. So I, for me, I think the first step is to just 
uh, pretend he doesn't exist because I know the temptation would be so great for me. Like part of the reason why I, I really do love the fact that I'm not on social media is like, I think I would probably creep my exes and that would, I would end up going, I would rabbit hole into that. And I don't think that's healthy. I just don't think that's healthy. Sometimes it really is. Because like, <laughs> then you look at their account, they look so gross. Well, then that's great. But clearly, amazing. clearly this isn't what's happening here. It's actually fueling her fire. Right. So we, again, go back to the fucking reader. This isn't about you. Maybe she could. <laughs> but can we say that maybe in a year she can check and like be happy that they got divorced? Great. There you go. <laughs> yes, that is true. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, listen, I'm not going to be all sunshine and roses because, um, yeah, I'm I think a negative. Just need, I just need, I think maybe you need to teach a seminar on how people can live a fruitful, happy life with brewing anger all the time. I don't know how that works, but I would love oh, to hear how fuck. that works. Yeah, I mean, seriously, as Yasa can attest to this, when I get angry and like pissed off about somebody and then like fucking walk around the house screaming and yelling about them, afterwards, I'm a new person. <laughs> Fuck, you are so strange. Okay, next okay. question. Um, next question. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is a long one. I have suffered, hi Sasha and Lainey, I have suffered terrible emotional, verbal, and physical abuse by my older sister of two years all my life. She would punch, hit, throw me into objects or walls, public beat and shame me, call me names, emotionally blackmail me, and attack me via social media. Jesus. Here are some examples over a 15-year period. Hitting me across the face with a one-liter water bottle. Punching me multiple times in the face at a club. She would tell me to leave or stay in my room so her friends wouldn't see me. She would say, you have a man's body. Who would want to fuck you? You are disgusting. You are a waste of space. Fucking loser. No one wants you here. No one knows you, and no one will ever love you. She would correct me like a dog. If I interrupted her, I would get hit. The list goes on. When I asked her why she beat me and called me names, she would reply, I beat you to make you stronger. I beat you because you're annoying. I hit you because to build you up, I need to break you down. Or you looked at me funny. Sometimes the way I talked would annoy her and cause her to hurt me. I was always walking on eggshells. When I was in 11th grade, dad finally got a lock and key for my door so I wouldn't be beaten in the morning when my parents went off to work. I know my parents knew what was going on, maybe not to that harsh degree, but they knew at some level. Towards the end of my university degree, I was an emotional wreck. I suffered from crippling anxiety and severe depression. After graduating, I moved far away. Haven't seen my sister for about four years now. I'm 26. She's 28. She comes and goes via my life via social media. Sometimes she sends me racist stuff or random comments on my Facebook. Our communication lies solely through our intermediaries, our parents. Now to the point of this story. My mother has been the driving force to keep the family together and have me and my sister communicate more. She thinks that since I went to therapy, I'm magically cured and I'm 100% okay with being near my sister. I am not. I am never alone with her. I refuse to travel with her and I respectfully decline FaceTiming or calling her. My mom doesn't understand the real issues and says, oh, she's changed. She got a dog. She's mature now. And really, you know, she's a stronger person and can be hard to deal with. 
It's all bullshit. She recently embarrassed me again on Facebook by posting a rude comment and fighting with anyone who defended me. It was over me getting my hair cut. I know in a year or so I'm planning to move back home. My mom wants me to come back and live at the house. However, I know my sister will be active in my life again. I'm stronger, but physical abuse still terrifies me. I don't know how to address my issues with my sister or with my family. I'm angry that they never really dealt with my sister or the fact that she never took responsibility for her actions. They think that since I'm doing well and I'm living life, that everything is a-okay. It's not. Every time I cut her out, removing her from my social media, etc., my mom is all, you are breaking up the family. You both are to blame. Can't we move on? You are, di- you are dragging this out, etc., etc. How should I address my concerns in a way that my sensitive mother would understand? Should I move back and accept oh, I will see and be with my sister on holidays and long weekends? Should I be the adult, suck it up, and just deal? Any advice would be appreciated. Eggshells. Well, now can I be advocating a fuck you attitude? Mm, Well, that this is applies here because oh, that's really oh, her sister sounds like such a vile piece of shit. I'm so sorry. We're both sorry that this has been the life that you have led because of somebody who was supposed to actually take care of you as an older protective sibling. That is unfair, and I'm not sure anyone has ever said this to you. So let us be the ones to say you have been dealt a shitty hand and you didn't deserve any of this. You didn't deserve any of this and um, your feelings are valued. Absolutely. Uh, I don't even know really where to start. I mean, that that last question is, should she suck it up? No, I think you've sucked up enough um, and there is no reason for you to be the person who um, mends everything because you, that's not your role. Your role isn't to fix anything. Um, everyone around you needs to fix stuff. Um, and, and the responsibility is on them to make it a healthy environment. Um, and, and that's going to, and I, I don't want to sit here and pretend like that's going to be easy for your family to do because it seems like you've had a lot of pushback and they don't really understand. Um, so, I mean, the first thing would be to really have an honest conversation with your parents um, so that they really do understand. Because if uh, there's no way that your mother could know this stuff and still pretend like it's not happening. So I feel like maybe, I, I'm, I'm not, you haven't really expressed that in your letter, but like have you had that sit down, that real honest, raw discussion with your mom or your parents about what really happened? Yeah, I think that, um, I don't think sucking it up is the answer here, nor, I mean, it makes me angry to even um, think about you entertaining that option. You have been failed at all levels by your family, not just your sister, but harsh words, your parents have failed you. Mm. Your parents um, should, as in, in particular, by just wanting to mend things over, miraculously, su- yeah. sweep things under the rug, not take care of you, not protect you, your parents have failed you. And maybe your parents failed you more than anybody else, actually, you know, because in not getting your sister the help that she needs or um, addressing it earlier or at all, she's at, they're actually failing both their children. Yeah, um, so the reason I keep saying this is because given that your father and your mother and your sister have failed you, you now can't fail yourself. And sucking it up and moving home and being with this um, monster who was your sister, would be failing yourself. Now it's on you to take care of you. Yes. Um, so do not fail you by, quote, sucking it up. 
the way that you don't fail you is by going to any um, length possible to protect yourself emotionally and physically. And if that means not moving back home and not um, engaging with your sister and so be it, making your mother unhappy because her head is in the clouds, then so be it. Your happiness and safety is paramount and the number one priority, not any of those other people anymore. Yeah. Uh, you need to keep healthy. And I don't think sucking it up and going back into this environment will do you any good. It will, it, it absolutely will not. So, I mean, I don't know what her circumstances about moving home, like maybe she has to move back to the place that she is from, but um, for sure, for sure, do not move back in with your mom. Um, get your own place. And and I would still keep your distance the way that you have been thus far. But also um, at the same time, you know, you said that you were seeking therapy, like continue that. Find, make sure that you find a therapist that you like um, where you're living because I, I think you're going to need it. I think you're going to need it. I, I wish we could help you in this podcast, but I think that we leave that to the professionals because I think you're going to need somebody, a support system to help you through this because you sure as shit don't have it in your family, which is really fucking lame. Yeah. I mean, if I were her, if you have the option, as Sasha said, to not even live in the same town, I would explore that option um, because... I think this person seems to go out of her way to come find you. Yeah. So I, I would want to eliminate that possibility. But, you know, just to sort of go further into whether or not talking it through with her parents or her mother is even going to help, um, sometimes in my experience what I've seen is that parents are unwilling to see the flaws in one child um, because there's this twisted belief that if they admit that that her sister is a monster and horrible, then that's somehow a failing on their parenting. Right. right. And so I'm not sure if mom ever is going to get there, you know? So to me, it's like, it's like, hey, 26 years old now and terrified of a family member, now it's like, now it's fucking like me time, me go time all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And if that means alienating your ma, you know what? You sound pretty happy or you sound like you, um, the possibility of happiness is stronger the farther away you are from those people. Yeah. I understand though how it, it must feel like such an unfair choice for her, right? Like she is being burdened with making everything better and, and having to choose which family member, you know what I mean? Like that would be devastating because I'm sure, she, you know, she hasn't, she, she obviously really does love her mom. Um, so that, that's hard. But I think you have to make hard decisions in order to be a healthy person. And, and what, what do you want to say? Well, I that? say that sometimes that's devastating because the mantra that we have to swallow all the time is family, family. is most important. Yes, family is most important. The, your family loves you. Your family is... Sur- Sometimes your family is fucking shit and assholes. Like my parents have cut off my dad's entire family because they were dicks. I wrote about it in my book. My mother's family, her mother and father practically forced her into prostitution mm-hmm. and when she tried to take her own life, didn't help her stay alive. Yeah. So when you have dicks 
who are your family members, and then society is like, love your family, must love your family. Fuck that. Oh, I agree. And that I, I wasn't saying like, um, I, I was, what I wanted to say was it's still hard, right? Like it's still hard to come to that conclusion because you do, you know, she does love her mom. She does love her dad in whatever fucked up way because that's all she knows. But I'm just saying that that's the hard decision you have to make in order to be okay and healthy in your own life, which is like, yeah, even your fucking parents, even your, like your blood, you have to cut out yeah. to make sure that you're okay. I'm here to tell you and stand behind you and say, you don't need those people in your life if they're not going to protect you. Yeah. Um, so don't take it from any fucking book or, I don't know, saying on a poster or whatever, feel good item on a bumper sticker on the back of a car about family. When your family is a bunch of dicks, let them eat like a lot of dicks and you go live your life. So eggshells, good luck. Give us um, an update on how you're doing. Um, and yeah, take care of you and make you the priority. Yeah, know that we support you. Okay, so here's our final question. I love my boyfriend and things are usually pretty great. However, in the three years that we've been together, he has never given me a gift that I've totally loved. I'm not a particularly techie girl, but in the past, he's gifted me very practical tech-related things like an external hard drive. <laughs> I feel like Yasik's probably given you that or something. I'm sorry. I wasn't That's expecting that. Um, like an external hard drive and a TV. He's fucking practical. Okay. That's shit you need, man. Okay, keep on going. Okay. We recently had a special occasion coming up, so I hinted that something pretty would be nice. He ended up getting me a rather ostentatious, vintage-looking, heart-shaped locket that is totally not my style. I appreciate the sentiment and thought behind these gifts, but I can't help but feel a little sad that my boyfriend wouldn't know me well enough by now to get me a gift I truly love. Is this something I should feel bad or worry about? How do I let my boyfriend know that I don't like his gifts without hurting his feelings? Is this even something that is socially acceptable to do? <laughs> Any insight would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Deep. I just need now. This is this is a sentence that I need to like. I don't know. Post up somewhere like a hard drive, <laughs> an external hard drive. Um, um, D, I feel you. Well, so I feel like I'm looking at Yasik now. I know that Yasik's romantic, but I feel like he would get you practical shit too sometimes. Oh my god, yes. Right? Yes. Like, why don't Yasik's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, like oh, give me some examples of what he's given you. Um, a practical gift would be a manicure set. <laughs> like nail clippers. Yes. Okay. He, because in his brain, he's like, she likes her nails to be nice. Right. Get her yes. nail clippers. Okay. <laughs> yes, you did in 2002. But if you're dealing with a petty bitch, she knows the shit gifts you've given her. FYI. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't think he wouldn't that and that was early, that was within yeah. the first two years of our relationship. Not unlike this situation. How, right? did, did they say how long they've been going out for? Um two years? Three two years. years. Okay. Right? By two years, I think you need to step up your gift. Three game. years. Three years. Three years. Yeah. I don't even, I can't even believe she needs to write us. At three years, and if my um, boyfriend wasn't giving me good shit, I wouldn't be like, oh, please, could you, could you? I'd be like, give me some fucking good gifts. <laughs> there would be no, there would be no, like, dancing around that issue, I don't think. There it would, no, I, but here's the thing. If I'm painting a, a picture of who this person is, her darling, sweet, 
boyfriend who I I'm I find him completely find endearing. endearing. Like I love him so much. Um, and he's the kind of guy who, you know, thinks to himself, what am I going to get over Christmas or her birthday? An external hard drive. I think that the gap for him is might, might be a little bit too far to breach, to come up with his own. He tried a locket. He tried jewelry. He tried a heart-shaped he, locket. Yes, but that was his, like, starter gift. Do you know what I mean? That was his, like, he, you know, it's the, it sounds like the kind of gift that a 15 year old would give his first girlfriend. He goes to the, you know, jewelry store, thinks something with hearts and sparkles. And, you know, so this is where we're starting. Yes. That's, you know, so I have a little bit of sympathy for him. I I mean, I find it endearing, but it's only endearing from a distance. I mean, if this (laughs) were, if I was getting external hard drives, I'd be fucking cracking them over my boyfriend's face. Yeah. But I do think um, that sometimes you, (laughs) but sometimes a dude like just doesn't have taste, right? Like he he just doesn't have taste. This is what I'm trying to say. He's uh, he's got the taste of a 15 year old. Yes. So what do you do with that? I think that at this point, I mean, maybe you're not going to agree with me, but this is when you have to come with your, your own lists. Oh, this is why we are in total agreement here. Lists yes. with pictures. Yes. Because oh, you absolutely. can do that over email now. Yeah, like you copy, itemize paste, the shit. Copy and paste. Number one, this, paste. You can even put the shit in a cart and send him the link and be like, all you got to do is pay now. Yes. If, that's, if, if gift giving is that important to you, for me, it's not like after a couple of years with Corey, I think we just sort of stopped giving gifts because it's sort of, it just feels like an exchange of money mm-hmm. a bit. You know, it's like, oh, he got me a gift. I fucking have to buy him a gift now. I, I don't, pr- like that, that is like the de-romance of yeah. our relationship. But we don't really do that as much anymore because, yeah, like you can buy a gift for everything. You're really good at gift giving though. I'm like, and I'm the Michael Phelps of gift giving. Yes, okay. I think I like, and Yasik's making a face right now because he knows, he knows that my, there, last year, his birthday gift of April 2016 was actually planned um, six, month, six months earlier. Okay, you were uh, good. To, I, you know, I am a great gift giver, but at the same time, I suck at um, apologies <laughs> and letting go of stuff. <laughs> And I suck at warmth, <laughs> but you'd make up with it by really pretty gifts. So people have, in every relationship, yeah. as we always say, relationships are not perfect, right? And so it's a matter of whether or not their Achilles heels and their flaws are deal breakers. Yeah. I don't think this, this guy's bad not. taste is, not, is a deal breaker, but on the flip side, she might not get the spontaneity of a, a surprise uh, great gift without him getting help from his friends mm-hmm. or her friends. Yeah. So maybe that's the, you start with the list and maybe you start sending the list to your friends. Well, the, or yes, and this is what, and we, then your friends help him out. Yeah, you've talked about this, especially when it came to I think bridesmaid gifts or something like that. Where yeah, you get your oh no, we were talking about picking out your ring, getting your guy your guy to pick out the ring because he had shitty taste. But so yeah, like in, in like invite your friends in so that they can be like, hey, it's so and so's birthday soon. I know she's really been talking about this. So then you fucking slide that over, and he'll get the hint that way. If yes. she feels uncomfortable bringing it up with him. I mean, after three years, I don't think you should feel uncomfortable about fucking spilling and saying your truth. No. But if she does, because she's just a nicer human than we are, then that's that's the other option is, it, it, like, get your friends to help yeah. you out. I think that, but it's not a big deal. Don't feel bad about it. You can definitely say it to him. Here, to make you feel better, I will say oh, it good. to my yes. husband who's sitting at this table and we will have been married for 15 years. 
Um, our 15-year wedding anniversary is coming up in November, and the headphones that he's wearing right now to edit this podcast were a get Christmas gift for me last year. I've worn them a total of three <laughs> times. Uh, he has taken them over because I was like, oh, great, headphones. Like, like them. They're so nice. <laughs> but don't eat them. But clearly, I don't use them to the point where he uses them all the time. So See, he is there. Hard, he is the hard drive. You, so I just wanted to use myself an ex- yeah. as an example. Yeah, that not every gift's going to be no, great. No. And I feel like I think that he's putting in the effort and that, I mean, you got to give him fucking props for just like trying to show you the love with a, a little locket. I th- that's cute to me. And it will be like this for a long time. The best gift Yasek gave me last Christmas was actually a bathrobe that Fiona told him I wanted because I was with her when I saw it. See, there you go. This is what you got to do. What was the best gift then? Wow, this is causing some serious issues in your marriage No, I right said now. the best a gift steamer. last Christmas and you didn't get me the steamer last Christmas. You got me the... Right. Yeah, but you know what? I will say this. A, a steamer is pretty fucking practical. That is pretty... It's not sexy. It's not a... That's what I mean. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like that... Sure, she hasn't gotten any sexy gifts, but a TV is fucking good. <laughs> What's wrong with a fucking TV? A TV is better than an external hard drive. Yes. I would not so, be excited so about an I mean. external he, hard drive. It seems like he's he's up in his game every every year yeah. or so. So it's okay though. Don't be mad at him too much. Get your friends to help you out, and good luck. And yes, the next time you get a gift like an external hard drive, please, though, send it to let please. us know. <laughs> please, it's amazing. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Send it to us. <laughs> um, that's it. Keep your questions coming to Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. And, and check us out on iTunes. And we're on Google what? Google Plus. Google Google Play. Play. We're on Google Play. So check us out there. Leave comments. Uh, keep sending your letters. And Update. enjoy the rest of the Olympics. Bye. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 